that was a terrible <laughs> clap. Wait, hold up. I thought you were going to sneeze because you like wobbled a bit and then. <laughs> I just am unstable, like a newborn baby. <laughs> well, how are you, Haley? Um, you know, I'm fine. I gradu I graduated yeah. recently, and now I'm there. a freeloader. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I am not, I am going to school again. I'm going to go get my PhD. I'm just taking the summer off for those who are curious. Actually, Fair. I am just expecting this podcast to take off and this is going to be my new career. So, um, so yeah. if you want to sponsor us, our email is <laughs> Podcast all filled out at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. And then I drove 14 and a half hours. To get here so I'm a little bit tired you drove for a... two and a half hours from Colorado I said 14 and a half no you said two and a half I said 14 check the audio we can't you said like two and a half I said 14 <laughs> that's what I've been doing <coughs> <laughs> you do like the werewolf transformation before you are like oh I'm changing and then just sneeze it's how it be. It's how it be. It's because my nostrils are two different sizes. How does that explain you rearing up? <laughs> it's a lot of force to get it through, you know? Okay. How are you, Sierra? Do you, you know, have nostrils of the same size? I-, I can't say I've really checked. Oh, I have. Can't say I've really paid that much attention to it. Anyways, how are you? <laughs> With your same size nostrils. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm good you know got back from Colorado it was fun to visit you Mm -hmm. um want to apologize we're a little late with this episode we are very we are a week late and that is because I graduated and last week was also very crazy for me because there was a lot of stuff I needed to get done before heading out to Colorado for my graduation for your graduation So we're going to do one this week and then we're going to do one next week and then sort of get back on schedule. Be back on schedule. That was beautiful. Thank you. I try my best. But yeah, I got to meet Petey though. And that was Uh, very important. You got to meet Petey boy. Forget flying out to Colorado to see Haley. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta my cat. meet Petey, who I got to pet like five times because he's an anxious boy. <laughs> that was good for him. That was really, that was impressive for him. I felt loved. With the most important pets. thing is I am the favorite of the family. Yes, Other you are. I won. Yes, you got to meet my very anxious cat that uh, sadly is not not here with me now. Poor Only baby. one kitty moved with me. Kitty. The one that's not yours. The one that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Listen. <sighs> listen. She would go into a depressive episode if I left her. And probably die. She's too old. <laughs> she's too old. But she's, she's, yeah, I took Bear with me down to Tejas. And she is, uh, she's a... Uh, somehow likes our dog better than my other cat i don't know how to feel about that one because she shouldn't it's a dog it's because she knows she can bully baxter more pete's starting to stand up to her and baxter's like oh my god well today baxter freaking whopped her in the face with his little duck toy (laughs) 
like Fair was waiting at the back door and then Baxter was like, what are we doing? And went to the back door and just dragged the duck all over her. <laughs> she didn't hiss at that though, but if she <laughs> breathes too close to her, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God, it's true. At, at one point in the house, I was literally petting her and she like got up walked over to Pete and just hit him and I was like what was that what was it about no she literally just to him. she just wait she just sometimes she's just sitting there and she's like I haven't slapped that bitch today and then just walks <laughs> over and wallops him and I'm like what is wrong with you what is wrong with you <laughs> he was doing nothing he was drinking water he'll literally just be laying there and she's like what if I slapped you like right now right now so it's good um yeah but then, you know, Baxter can slap her in the face <laughs> with his toy. And she's like, everyone makes mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> oh. Didn't even hiss at him. Just looked annoyed. Maybe she just doesn't expect much from him. She's like, he won't even learn if I like hiss at him. She's probably like, that probably is it. She's like, she's like, oh, the peasant dog with the peasant humans. <laughs> the peasant. But with Pete, she's like, you're a cat. You are the top of this world. <laughs> you're on my level. It's okay. She'll forget. But not about for Pete. long. Yeah, not for long. She'll forget Snack. about Pete in about three weeks. So it's fine. Well, you want to hear a story? I do. I do want to hear a story. All right. This is kind of different from the ones we usually do, but I think you're going to like it. And so also right off the bat, I want to, I don't know, acknowledge my sources. We've never done that before. <laughs> I know, but there, there were like three main sources that I did. They were all fairly detailed and helpful. There was a Wired article by Nicholas Thompson, a CBS News report, and The Strange Outdoors, which is a blog, which is about like sort of mysterious stuff that I've happens used that one before. yeah no yeah. that one's really good definitely recommend it is uh, if you want more stories like this and they have but them from like because we tell them to you well you can read them and then suggest no. them to us and then we'll say them and then you can still listen and then you can get all excited because you suggested a story okay maybe we'll see continue <laughs> okay what's the name of this story mostly harmless what you'll see what fucking name is that you'll see okay continue uh so july 23rd 2018 two hikers were walking through big cypress national preserve in florida and they found a yellow tent and they decided to look inside it and they found a dead body okay first thing Usually mm-hmm. the dead body isn't found at the beginning of the stories. Kind of a different start than what we normally do. You'll see why this is like a really interesting story. It was a male body and they appeared to be around 35 to 50 years old. It was kind of hard to gauge. They had really good looking teeth. So clearly they had access to dental care, uh, slightly graying hair and beard. And they were wearing a Columbia baseball hat. And it's approximated that they were about 5'8". The autopsy uh, could not determine a direct cause of death, although the body was only 83 pounds when it was found. Wait, 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 5'8"? Yes. And 83, was that it? Yes. 
that's a that's a that's a bit skinny it's unclear when the this person died you know it's kind of unclear like how much sort of decomposition could have occurred that would have like led to a decrease in weight but the coroner didn't think it was very long the most supported theory is like that this person starved they weren't far from civilization they were like a few miles from the highway about a million people visit the park every year additionally there was no foul play evidence so no traces of poisoning no injuries to the person they also like didn't seem to like have ingested a plant that was like poisonous or got bit by a snake or anything like that and And i'm sorry yeah i know you said that the they said they did they thought they had died recently right yeah the coroner said most likely recently um just because he believes that the like skin and the hair would have been in worse condition given that it was like the summer in florida but he couldn't like pinpoint a direct time would we have been able i don't know if you know this i'm just throwing this out here would we been able to like know if they ingested something so they they looked at that yeah and they couldn't they didn't find anything in his stomach the only thing that they found in his bloodstream was some ibuprofen and some benadryl but not like in a lethal dose okay so they could like tell yeah so they they didn't like there was no sign that he had ingested anything and that made him sick or anything like that okay I don't know why that makes I'm just like if they were dead for a little bit I feel like they couldn't tell but obviously they can't so I'm wrong Benadryl (laughs) and ibuprofen man going through it though (laughs) I know in the summer in Florida (laughs) when the Allegra kicks in (laughs) sorry people might not know that meme but it's funny did you know if you take like an outrageous amount of Benadryl you hallucinate I think I did know that. Like some people take it as like a party drug. Really? Probably not party. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> How much Benadryl do you have to take? Like a lot. Like you like would just a, like knock out. It's like a lot. And it's like, oh, you apparently like are really going through when you take a lot. Maybe you don't hallucinate. You just like fall asleep and dream really vividly. It's like you DMT know- where so many people see the DMT monster or whatever. But uh. it's the Benadryl monster. Ooh. No, I, not really. I don't think there's a Benadryl monster. <laughs> I just, just imagine like a pink fuzzy monster. <laughs> being like, you're going to go to sleep now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so relevant. I just, <laughs> I just was thinking about how you can take too much Benadryl. <laughs> you can do the same thing with nutmeg. Dude, what is all this stuff that you can just hallucinate on? You know. <laughs> Honestly, though, what if you took nutmeg of- and benadryl at the same time I, I have no idea you smell great while you pass the fuck out <laughs> you pass the fuck out and meet the benadryl monster <laughs> and then you start a benadryl cult <laughs> isn't there like a God. dmt cult like a dmt monster cult i have no idea like the isn't it the no that's separate that's different no 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 I was thinking about the flying spaghetti monster, but I think that's not DMT related. No. Hold up. I'm searching it. Holy shit, I was right. What? Flying spaghetti monster with 
wait what this is a pin wait no it's not it's not it's not it's it might be related to dnc but it's not it's not okay continuing we i didn't go think it was story. i i don't know why i thought it was wait dmt monster oh <gasps> what oh my god what the dmt elves dude those are scary okay, well up. now i need to look it up search a dmt elves and then go to images yeah i don't feel like i'm looking at the same they're just kind of creepy oh yeah Oh, no, I don't think that's too spooky. Uh, well, I do. It looks kind of cool. It, You know what it looks like? Pachina dolls. The hula? The, you know, the, like, scary doll that Granny had that, like... So it's not scary, but it looks like the scary doll. <laughs> okay, but the doll looks more scary because it's real life. <laughs> and it's hey, holding a the knife. The DMT monster is real for some people. Not real for me, so I don't I don't worry about it as much. It's kind of creepy. Let me pull okay. up all my all my. Maybe pages we should here. go back, yeah, to the story. Yeah, no, they only found ibuprofen and Benadryl. Really, nothing else. Like there was, it was kind of confusing because again, like he was only a few miles from the highway. There's tons of people that visit that park. Uh, I was sort of unclear how long he had been dead um the other weird thing was at least how the hikers described the body and the police described the body when they came up upon it they said it was like twisted pardon like just kind of twisted up kind of like in pain and (laughs) his eyes were wide open (laughs) because he saw the dmt monster (laughs) no he didn't have dmt in his system we've been through this so some other things that were sort of found around the area, he had $3,500 in cash with him. He had... Um, that's what I bring on a casual hike. A notebook filled with computer code and notes for a game called Scrapes. Scrapes? 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 S-C-R-E-E-P-S. Scrapes? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's kind of a Uh, freaky game name. Well, it's a game that's often played by programmers because it's a strategy game where you code a script to like control a little colony and fight for resources and territory. Oh, okay. So it kind of goes along with the computer code. Yeah. Wait, but this computer code was just like handwritten. Yeah, handwritten in a notebook. That's where I write my computer codes. <laughs> Not um, on a computer. No, sir. And other than that, he really didn't have anything else on him. He had no identification, no cell phone, no maps, no credit cards, nothing like that. And so they did not know who this man was. Just that he saw the DMT monster. Order the Benadryl monster off of like a normal dose of Benadryl. <laughs> yes, correct. So they were like, okay, well, we don't have his identification. His DNA or like something like that is going to come up. No, his DNA, his like sort of dental records, fingerprints, facial recognition, none of that came up. Eh. 
Um, he had a long scar on his abdomen as well, but that was years old and it was unclear what it was from. And so they had no idea who this guy was. A long scar on his abdomen? I feel like an yeah. abdomen is a weird place to have a scar. Like a long one. I mean, I guess, but you could think um, it's like from a surgery or something. Still, that's a pretty extensive surgery. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's the weirdest place. It's not weird. It's just defining. That's fair. Weird yes. wasn't the word I wanted to use. No, I get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, with those kind of things, you would think, okay, someone, someone knows who this guy is. Yeah, or like if there's a missing persons report, it'd be like, hey, he has a big freaking scar. Yeah. Um, so the sheriff's office put up a sort of recreation of what his face probably looked like when he was alive. A what? Recre... <laughs> recreation i love recreating things (laughs) i'm sorry that was funny that's funny though lord edit that out (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah the sheriffs put like sort of a computer model of like what his face probably looked like and sort of just posted online posted it like around the area and all of a sudden, a lot of people like came in and they were like, "Oh yeah, I know who that guy is." And they're like, "What's his name?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know what his name is, but he went by mostly harmless." My buddy, mostly harmless, <laughs> slows down the road. Um, some other like names that he went by was Denim and Ben Bellimi. Huh? Ben Bellimi. Oh, Ben Bellimi. Okay. Yeah. But he had been hiking the Appalachian Trail and Florida Trails for the last 15 months. And he had met hundreds of people. So like... Yeah, because it's a very popular trail. Yeah. So this had sparked a wildfire because all these people were like, oh, yeah, I know him. And they're like, okay, who is he? And they're like, oh, who are you? He would introduce himself as, I'm mostly harmless. What an enigma. Which I have to say would be terrifying. If you're hiking, you come into this person, like run into this person. They're like, I'm mostly harmless. I'm mostly, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm mostly running away from you. Time, yeah, time to go. (laughs) According to most people that he met on these trails, they described him as being quiet, but uh, sweet and kind mannered. He had told people he was from Baton Rouge, but he had a tech job up in New York City. When a lot of people asked about like his lack of cell phone and like not having a map, and he said he just wanted to disconnect which the extreme of disconnecting. Uh, Yeah, I don't feel like a map is like connecting. Yeah. In 2017, he met some people in Georgia. He spent a little bit more time with them. And they said that he apparently liked sci-fi and like specifically talked a lot about Doctor Who. And then at some point he had said something along the lines that his dad was abusive to him as a kid, but never got into more detail than that. Additionally, a couple of months before he was found, a woman in Florida called Kelly Fairbanks offered him a ride. She was known as a trail angel. So that's apparently a term for people who like offer like hot meals or like a ride to like hikers along different trails that have clearly been hiking for a while. Um, So she offered him like a ride, like a hot meal, hot shower if he wanted. 
Um, but he declined and she also offered him a map and he also declined to that. I feel like and, I would never decline a hot meal. I know. <laughs> like her, her, truly. In February 2018, he met another hiker. This is again in Florida. When asked, you know, why are you hiking out here? He said he had a medical issue and he wanted or needed to explore while he still could. So he's had a medical condition. Yeah. So he, he said that he had a medical condition and he needed to explore while he still could. That's kind of sad, but also kind of eerie. Yeah. Especially because, like, as far as we can tell, no one's looking for this guy. Like, yeah. He, he's like, from he nowhere. Re- reported missing. Yeah. And so he was last seen by someone on April in 2018. And remember, he was found in July 2018. Oh, gee. So, again, a lot of time, like, passed. And it's kind of unclear what happened there. Yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, either the people that he ran into, the people from the area who heard about this case, and just sort of random people online set up a Facebook group to find out who his family was so that they could be notified and, like, find out if anyone was looking for him. Because they were like, this man needs to be identified. His family needs to know. Yeah, because someone has to know about him. Yeah, so as you can imagine, there were a lot of false leads. In specifically the Wired article, they talked about how hard it was to reach out to people because there sometimes you'd be like, oh, I'm sure this is the person. And they would like freak out because they're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen so-and-so in years. And they would turn out they're alive. Getting to the point where they were like, I don't even know if I should like be doing this anymore because I'm causing so much stress to other people. Being yeah. Like, hey, have you heard from so-and-so? And then uh, like it. And then it's, was- Yeah. Which that would be hard. Yeah. And so police were able to do a genealogy test uh, with the help of Othram, which is a private lab in Texas. And they saw that he was um, most likely from Louisiana. They also were, or there was one person in the Facebook group who was interested in like trying to do isotope work on his teeth. So you could see like where he had grown up for most of his life. I mean, he said he was from Louisiana, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that just just confirms that. Yeah. And finally, after two and a half years, once they had, like, done the genealogy test, they really focused their effort on, like, trying to get this guy identified in Louisiana, like, putting up ads, connecting with people, all that sort of stuff. Two and a half years after this, an old roommate and acquaintance from college recognized him as Vance John Rodriguez. So now I'm just going to kind of tell you a little bit about his story. That's crazy that up it was to the disappearance. An, an old roommate. It wasn't even like a family member. Yeah. And you'll kind yeah, of learn why. Oh, I'm going to feel sad. Yeah. Uh, Vance was born in February 1976. He was born in Louisiana. Um, He had told friends over the years that his father had deeply hurt him, but still no one knows exactly what that entailed. At 15, he tried to kill himself by shooting himself in the stomach in a field. Oh, my God. um, Which is where the scar comes from. (gasps) But after shooting himself, he decided he wanted to live. And so he 
was able to like raise a hand and signal a truck who came and got him and brought him to the hospital. That's kind of insane. Yeah. At 17, he legally emancipated himself from his parents. And then he went to the University of Southwestern Louisiana. Um, He's described as being brilliant in coding and generally easygoing, but occasionally would just shut down and not talk to anyone for like days and like not do work for days. And during this time, he was never really interested in the outdoors, but he did like gaming, uh, specifically the game Screeps. Oh, well. Yeah. That's fitting. So he didn't end up graduating. Um, instead, he dropped out, and but he found a well-paying IT job. Again, his employers described him as being brilliant, but often wrote very complicated code, like more complicated than it needed to than be. Than it needed to be. Yeah. And so like one quote was, kind of like you hired a Rembrandt to paint your bathroom. Like Wow. He was clearly like so smart, but it was almost, it was, well, it wasn't almost, it was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. He dated a woman in Baton Rouge for about five years, but broke up with her. And she claimed that he was emotionally and physically abusive. Uh, So not good. When news came out, actually, that he died, her mother um, actually posted like, he was abusive, he was a monster, and he changed her daughter. Oh. But the daughter still wanted to remain mostly anonymous, so I we don't that. really know what happened. After this, he, or after a little bit of time, he moved to New York in 2013, met another girl. They dated for a bit, but very soon um, after dating, or beginning to date, he kind of shut down, like, shut down sort of like I said he would before he kind of moved into those same trends so um, he just seemed very shut in Uh, when asked if he wanted to travel he would say he could just see the pictures of places online so he would just basically like stay in his apartment and do work from there Uh, he was just ahead of us with the whole quarantining Um, honestly his girlfriend said he seemed kind of overwhelmed by the city and that like the crowds kind of made him go catatonic so he just like didn't know how to react with so many people around new york city is not the place to be then yeah on some occasions he would purposefully lock her out of the apartment when he got mad at her and they broke up in the fall of 2016 um but that girlfriend specifically reached out to the roommate um whose name is randall and said like hey keep an eye on him he's probably going through some stuff yeah like she still cared for him even though yeah she wasn't gonna work she was still like listen he's clearly going through or has some mental health that isn't being taken care of yeah i don't know i i felt like that was like pretty generous and no i agree you know, there was someone sort of watching out for him. Yeah. So even though he kind of seems like a lone wolf. Yeah, he he kind of he definitely seems to shut people out. Yeah. And so on January 2017, he posted on a group chat for the Screeps game. I'm mostly harmless, parentheses, for now. 
spooky still. Which a lot of people think that's where the mostly harmless comes from. And I mean, that was just in reference to the game, right? Not like... It, it's kind of unclear because it was for on a group chat for the game. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's still kind of spooky. Yeah. In February, he wrote on that same group chat, I'll give you a reason not to like me. Okay, so now I'm thinking, yeah, spooky. Again, there's kind of no context. And then April, he seems to have just disappeared. So his landlord came up a few months later, like unlocked the door because he was like, hey, you haven't paid your rent. Like, what the hell's going on? Came home. The place was just completely abandoned, but there was like still food in the fridge. His phone, like identification, credit cards, they were all just on the counter. And it, like he literally just got up and left. That's so whack. I know. And so a lot of the people that like knew him, like his, you know, old girlfriend, um, the college roommate, some of the different acquaintances, when they saw pictures of him from the trail because a lot of people like took pictures of him and like just these random hikers who encountered him and like hung out with him for a bit yeah uh they took pictures and like people were saying you know he looked happier and healthier on the trail than like he ever looked like he was in real life Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of like okay so what's he doing better um or other people are like no like those hikers just didn't see him like for his downs as well yeah as you can already tell no one really looked for him because who would yeah because he had kind of pushed everyone away uh when asked about his death his family said no comment which oof yeah and so the biggest questions are how did he die it's thought that he probably starved himself though that it seems strange and i don't know would take an awful lot of willpower to kind of starve yourself to that point and then there's also this you know he brought up that he had a medical issue did he actually yeah because again the autopsy didn't find anything oh true i didn't even think about that yeah so it's like was he lying about the medical issue to like get attention did he actually have a medical issue that just wasn't found in the autopsy I'm sure there's some things that like wouldn't be found in an autopsy yeah or like would be hard to find and like you wouldn't look for yeah especially if you don't sort of have an idea to look for it like like what it could be like a rare disease or something yeah those are all kind of big questions and then the other big question is like why did he suddenly go into the woods and like if he did starve himself why almost like a year after and disappearing from like new york yeah when he seemed to also be a lot happier according to like everyone on the trail um yeah that's really weird so again this was like a couple months after the, the breakup it it's not like he like immediately wandered into the woods to commit suicide because he stayed out there for like 15 months uh he had mm-hmm. no previous interest in like the outdoors all of a sudden Apparently. deciding you're going to hike the Appalachian Trail isn't exactly what people do. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, going through with it, too. Yeah. Um, and also... Like, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 
kind of his whole life it seems like he was kind of okay being alone and so why would he all of a sudden like be upset it now yeah and so those are kind of the big questions of course you know biggest theory is that he did sort of have another mental health crisis and that's what led to this but there's so many questions of like just sort of what is going what was going through his head and no one had contact with him like the last two months of his life yeah as far as we know no one came forward yeah as far as we know like he was last seen in april and then he showed up dead in july so we have no idea what happened in that time period um i should also mention yeah go for it when he was last seen the hikers that last saw him said like oh he looked kind of skinny not like frail or like weak so do a lot of people like on these trails probably yeah and considering like yes he had like three thousand dollars on cash but like he was probably spending it pretty frugally to like try to make it last mm-hmm. <sighs> i mean clearly he's was starved yeah that's but kind of like a mental health issue well because i'm thinking maybe he was kind of like hypochondriac or something or like had some sort of psychosis that he believed he had an illness mm-hmm. and then maybe the illness presented it you know symptoms of an illness presented itself but it wasn't real it was like a placebo almost yeah like but you know how real like those can get when you can convince yourself of it mm-hmm. yeah or it may be just like he got so deep into like sort of this like I don't know, either depression or delusion. Yeah, whatever the mental health issues he was dealing with that then he just didn't get food. But again, just kind of crazy. And so No, I I agree. I apologize. There's not really like as big of a mystery with this one, but I don't know. When I was reading it last night, it it kind of haunted me. (laughs) No, I agree. I think also because like with the it's such a modern case Mm -hmm. that I feel like most of the modern cases we just kind of have answers so it's almost more spooky when we don't know when we like have all this technology and I know it's kind of scary too that he could just go off the grid that easily Mm -hmm. and no one really tried to find him he literally just walked out of his life left his phone left his identification also for like years no one even knew who he was yeah they thought he was mostly harmless that is bizarre so i do have one last ending note which is you know sort of as as i was going through a story um and as his story came to light a lot of the people that were involved in the facebook group of like trying to identify him they mm-hmm. definitely felt conflicted about his past um especially with the allegations of abuse because i'm sure they felt like they almost like knew him yeah because it was like you've been trying to find out all these things about him for so long yeah and you've been hearing all these stories from people who have hiked with him that were like oh he was so nice yeah that, yeah that were like oh he was just like kind of a quiet like he was a sci-fi nerd so that like really kind of like shocked a lot of people yeah Um, I understand that completely 
And so then, at least in the uh, CBS news report that I read, they interviewed at least one of the people and one of the people that was like one of the forerunners of it um, called Natasha Teasley. Mm-hmm. And she said, basically in response to this, we're all complicated, but I think like our Facebook group did a good thing. People deserve the kindness of recognition. And so she actually started a project called the Kindness Project, which is aimed at helping to identify missing and unidentified people. Oh, yeah. What a good, like a good thing to come out of this. I know. Like kind of a, you know, I mean, not kind of a sad story. It's a sad story. Yeah. You know, even if he did do what he did, which abuse is never okay. Yeah. It sounds like he kind of had a hard life and the cycle of abuse is very hard to break. Yeah. I mean, like she said, it it's complicated. You can't say like, oh, well, he seemed to be a good, good guy and like dismiss the victims who like said, no, he wasn't was, like, emotionally abusive. Um, but at the same time, like you can still yeah, feel for this person who... <laughs> clearly was dealing with some stuff kindness always is the best way to go Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's the story of mostly harmless kind of crazy i liked it though Mm -hmm. i know i was i was kind of going back and forth because i was reading this and i was getting very deep into it and that's probably some of the reasons why i'm having such a hard time speaking was i stayed up way too late like looking into (laughs) this and then i like I don't know. People are going to like look at my like internet history and be like, Sierra, what the fuck? Because I was like looking at like how do bodies decompose in a swamp and like (laughs) (laughs) trying to like on like so many watch lists now. (laughs) I know. And I I did like see the pictures of his body and I was like, oh interesting. He has like this marking and like that's (laughs) indicative. Like I was it was bad. And a fair warning to people, like, if they do search the case, there are a couple of articles that do show pictures of, like, the tent, yes, but they also do show his body. So a fair warning, if you do decide to, like, look further in this case, there are some possibly, like, triggering or gruesome images. But yeah, so I I was very conflicted about telling the story because it's not really a mystery, but... It also kind of is. Yeah, it's kind of one mystery was solved but there still is this kind of element of why. Yeah. I'd say quite a few elements of why. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. So this ep- And sorry, we're late again. Sorry, I graduated. <laughs> I do apologize for the inconvenience. <laughs> Our tweeter is at mystery MTN pod. I don't tweet on there, but I sometimes do. Maybe you can tweet the picture of the dmt monster no (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't want to look at him again no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking you can tweet when the allegra kicks in memes i can i can tweet both when the allegra kicks in and the dmt monster but i we need to release the episode first i can't just tweet when the allegra kicks in and then i also can't just tweet this is the dmt monster (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, that might be. Uh, that will get our account banned. No, it won't. It might. It I don't won't. know how that works. But, anyways, 
And our email is mysterymountainpodcast at gmail.com. So email us. That was beautiful. Thank you. And rate us on Apple Appy Podcast. Yes, and leave a review because I think it's still just my review up there. It sure is. Only if you want to, though. We won't force you. Or we will. We won't. I might. We won't. Maybe. Nope. Mm -mm. Anyways. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Well, we won't see you. We'll be with you in spirit when we talk into your ears on Mystery Mountain. Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.